Get up. Get on up. Yeah, that's right. Back to the Get a Grip on Lightning podcast. On today's show, we have Edward Bartholomew. That's good enough. For now, you'll listen to this one. It's good. He's a lighting designer, a couple other things, but we had a good chat. Before we get to that interview, though, uh, I got to tell you about the Starfish. Greg, that's a pretty cool lighting control system that Satco's come out with. Oh, it's awesome. Live Life Enabled is their, their slogan for it, and it makes a ton of sense. It enables you to do all sorts of things with your lighting in terms of, and when I say all sorts of things, it's with all different types of lighting, too. Directional lighting, general lighting, like A-lamps, screw-ins, recess cans, string light. You know, some people like string lights on their patios and things. Tape light, outlets and wall switches, all can be programmed, uh, color changeable, dimmed through a free app that doesn't need a hub. You know, some of these you pay a couple thousand bucks for a hub just to get it to work. You don't need a hub with this. It's all built into it. It's Wi-Fi enabled. It goes with everything you need, you know, the Google, the uh, Alexa, Siri, unlimited devices and users are available. And there's even setting for kids. You know, you got your kids with their tape lighting in my room like I do. Now we could set that thing and tell them, turn it off from your phone. Get it done. Especially you got kids. They're always on those phones, man. Live life enabled. The marketing director of Satco, she, she or he is a genius, actually. <laughs> oh, for sure. We do the light thing. We do the right thing. Live life enabled. Wow. That's a really awesome tagline and that. So you got to go to satco.com. That's Satco, light thing, right thing. And, of course, proud members, Greg, of the National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors. Go to nail.org. Right. But for right now, <laughs> enjoy. Edward Bartholomew. Welcome to the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast, Edward Bartholomew. Thank you. Glad to be here. Say hi to Greg Eric. Hey, Greg. How you doing? Good, Edward. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. So, how did we come to know each other, Edward? <laughs> um, yeah, you tell me. <laughs> you guys <Yeah>. contacted <laughs> me saying I was in the news. So. How did you guys find out about me? So it was a, there was a little bit of controversy. Um, hmm. I, uh, uh, Al Usinski from the uh, Inside hmm. Lighting. It's a great publication, actually. A great, really, really good online news site up and comer, actually. Real mover and shaker, Al. Um, he did his uh, 10 predictions or 11 and a half. Greg, what was it? 11 and a half predictions or something like that? Yeah, 11 and a half, I think. Yeah, for for 2020 and uh, 2021, and I was on that list, and so were you, Edward. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I made a prediction about dark skies, which is an issue I'm quite passionate about, actually. We've started a new, whole new podcast called Starving for Darkness to address that issue. And I want to talk to you yeah. a little bit about that and get your thoughts on it. But, but mm-hmm. you had also made a quote about change and diversity and equity in the lighting business. And... Mm-hmm. On a on another podcast, I had mentioned that, you know, I don't know exactly what I said. I can't remember anymore. But there were some posts on social media, you know, stating that, you know, perhaps I didn't understand things or whatever was going on. And uh, I'm very suspicious of change. I think it's a benign word when people use it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so... You know, the people took issue with that, that I didn't. And I said that, you know, a lot of corporate statements were platitudes, which is something I believe. Mm -hmm. I actually think that, you know, people make statements to go with the tide of the times and whether it means Mm -hmm. anything to them or not is something that 
is subjective and people can decide on later after they make the statements, right? Years down the road and sometimes people forget stuff and the, 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 the climate of the times changes, mm. right? Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, and so I'm, I'm suspicious of those things. And, and that mm-hmm. was your quote I was commenting on. Mm-hmm. You want to go through my quote and kind of talk about that? Yeah, or? yeah I, think, I, think it's, I think it's interesting. I think, it, I think it's right. Greg, what do you think? Let's ask Greg. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. That's a hot start, but yeah. let's, let's do that because that's what we want to talk about in addition to a lot of other things, lighting-related. Okay. Let's start there. You know, because, well, yeah, well, the, because when, when, people, yeah. When, people, when people say stuff to you about you on social media – Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, within the lighting industry, um, yeah. it's not a big deal. Like, it doesn't affect my life really that much. Yeah. But, I, I just want to clarify. Yeah. I did not say anything about you. No, no, but about. some people did. No, some okay, people right, did. Right, right, right. You know, and so, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, you know, and, and a couple of people have asked me about it. Oh, mm-hmm. hey, I saw this wow. post and I, wow. you know, get a grip okay. on lighting this. And I was like, oh, okay, well who's involved and it was you. And so that's how um, we came to be on a podcast together. Sure. So so the quote was fairly, but you know, uh, innocuous and and I would say aspirational. Okay. Uh, I apologize. I'm pulling up the quote now. uh, Let's just say I've been writing articles and, and your response to the quote, you know, was, was interesting. Um, it was brought to my attention, and I listened to your response, and and uh, and I had to listen to it again. And uh, uh, clearly, uh, people contacted me, and 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 I understand, I understand your quote, and I understand their reaction to it. Uh, let me tell you what my reaction is to it. My my quote was aspirational. It, it's not even a you know it wasn't even a a call to arms or anything like that. It's fairly like um, diversity would be nice. Um, it would be, I think that the, the industry will embrace diversity. Um, you say that some things are temporary and, and transient and, you know, time, sign of the times. Yeah, diversity is not. When you look around our industry, Michael, do you see a lot of diversity? Yes. And you do. Um, yeah, I do. So I live in Toronto right. and Toronto is mm-hmm. a, a very diverse city. And um, I would say all of my, and I'm going to say the word white, and I'm going to assume that we understand what we mean by when we say that. Sure. Okay. Because I'm not really involved in the whole uh, culture wars of the U.S. and what the, what, when people talk about this, what they actually mean. But mm-hmm. Toronto is majority non-white city. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of people in the lighting business that are that are of mo- many heritages. And okay, yeah, I and have. They're, they're in, I would say the majority of position. my more, the majority of my customers are non-white. Mm-hmm. And that's great. I'm 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 happy for Toronto. It sounds like they've achieved certain levels of diversity that clearly does not reflect itself in the states. Maybe in other provinces of Canada as well. Toronto is an exceptionally um, diverse place. I've been there. At, uh, I actually went to uh, Caribana or 
Uh, yeah, Carabana. Yeah, sure. That's a yeah, uh, that was awesome. every was summer. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, Carabana man, is amazing, such a good amazing time. festival. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the food is so delicious, and the oh, and the oh. music and the vibe, and and taking oh. over that island, and I had yeah. such a great time. For sure. So you guys are. It's a unique situation in the industry. If you go to Light Bear, would you say it's diverse? I wouldn't make a comment on that because here, here's what here's okay. what here's what, and you know why I'll say that is because while most white people, well, most black people in the United States have regularly gone to places which are mostly white, most white people in the United States don't go to places that are mostly black. How does that relate to Light Fair? Just oh, but no, what I'm saying is what that when mean? I go when I go to Light Fair, I I see mm -hmm. people. And I don't really uh -huh. think to myself that because you're it, because it's diverse you're the majority, or not diverse. Yeah, you're I don't think that to myself. Population. Yes, you don't have to. And that's a great luxury. That's a great privilege that you don't have to think about that. That's great. I do. When I go to Light Fair, uh, I am one of very few black people at Light Fair. Um, when I look at booths, I don't see many black people at booths, and I don't see many black people. Or any people of color in a, in a positions of power at these companies ever, and I noticed that, and it may be because I'm of the minority, but I noticed that. Now, um, say if I'm in my, uh, Chicago or New York, you know, majority minority cities, right? Light fair is happening, so light fair is an anomaly within a majority minority city because it's majority. White, right? To the extent that you don't even notice it, right? So that's something that we need to address. And that's something that I was speaking of in my aspirational statement, that we need to have more diversity in the industry. We need to see more people of color um, at you know in the industry, participating in industry, and being in positions of power within the industry and having some agency within the industry. So that's that's what that statement really was about. And the benefit of that is that now we are going to reflect the communities that we address. So you talk about Toronto. It'd be great to see if the lighting industry have more diversity within uh, manufacturing, within designers, within well, hang, distributors, hang on, okay, hang on, contractors. Yeah. So I, 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 I think yeah. that. Um, but I'm saying it's going to benefit all of us. It's all about win-win. I agree. I, you I expand don't, I, the market. You address. You you. You reflect these communities, and it's a win-win, and it spreads the wealth out to these communities too, and that's a win-win. I think you're 100 percent right. Um, but what I would say is, though, that when you're looking at a gathering of light fair, say, that might not be the best place to gauge the extent of the problem. Yeah, I call it rep fair, but yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know. It's not the best way to look at it because, you know, you know, America is is largely a white nation. So people come and congregate. Actually, it's majority is becoming majority minority are, are people of color, actually. So well, we're at a tipping point right now. Right. What I'm, what I'm saying, though, is that, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if it's the right place to gauge that, to look at it. But I, I definitely. I it's just a I, sample. Just a it's place a sample, right? That's You're all. there. Yeah. Well, what I would say is that, you know, diversity definitely increases the flavor of anything. There's, you know, you when you look at adding diversity to something, there's nothing negative about that in any way, shape, or form because it, it only makes the 
the if 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 the like you said the communities that are not represented if they become represented they become more engaged with the lighting business they'll have more access to starving for darkness they'll they'll have their own ideas they'll bring a different flavor to it like toronto has so many flavors to it um you know that that you diversity adds to th- something it makes the pie bigger right and, and these communities already have those type of flavors they just are not amplified or not brought to the table in many instances. Um, so I think there's an opportunity to engage communities in a deeper level. And yes. that absolutely starts with diversity, not only with the team that's addressing them, that's bringing them in, but also representation matters. And so let's talk about what you said about statements and people putting out statements and people trying to the flavor of the week. But before, you, before we Diversity's... do, I want, I want it to be clear that we agree on that, actually. Okay. Okay. So we we agree that diversity is good. Yes. That's that's really stepping out, Michael. Greg, you want to step out on that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm 100% with you guys on that. And I think it's just uh, pro a matter of how it was understood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Always right. good. No issue. Yes. So, I know well, you can't. There are mechanisms look, but hang on. Hang on a second. Hang, but hang on, Edward. Hang on for a second. Yeah. Because if anybody's questioning that, like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, you know, this and that and whatever you're saying that. I'm not, I'm not afraid of Edward Bartholomew and I'm not afraid of a Twitter mob or anybody else. What I'm telling people is that I, what I'm telling people is that diversity is better actually in certain, if you, if you understand what people are talking about, like where would American music be without diversity? Well, back in the fifties, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Elvis Elvis Presley's pretty much on his own out there. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. diversity Mm -hmm. actually adds to the total value of the industry. As a whole, when you become diverse, mm-hmm. and when people have heroes in the business mm-hmm. that represent mm-hmm. them in some way or that they can identify with, it grows the entire industry. Actually, makes it better. Okay, so my statement really, you know, it was a kind of aspirational, but I'm, I'm hoping that the lighting industry will take certain steps to become more diverse, and then those steps. Uh, may include increasing the pipeline, having more students, and going into the professional pipeline that way, things like that. So we're looking at steps to do that. I'm working with the Diversity, Inclusion, Equity, and Respect Committee of the IES, and we're developing ways to look at our membership and understand exactly, you know, baseline, how many people of color are actually in our industry or in our membership and things like that, understanding their positions and understanding what is that what does that mean? Where does that, where do we stand? And then we can start taking actions to address bringing more diversity into the industry. So, so there are, there are concrete steps that are being taken kind of based on those statements that were put out by those organizations and those companies. Oh, they got a lot of pushback on that. The IES did for stepping out like that. A lot of pushback. People quit. People were enraged by that. Um, and, and I understand what, what happened. In June, in May and June, with George Floyd, the death of George Floyd inspired a lot of movement, a lot of social justice movement happening, not just in America, but in Canada and throughout the world, New Zealand, Greenland, there are protests everywhere. That was nine minutes of watching a man die to be, a, to be killed by a, an officer who was there to protect and serve, right? So, so that, that, that inspired a lot of activism and 
one of my responses was on LinkedIn is that the lighting industry seemed to be going about business as usual. Now, Michael, it's easy to do that because, well, that doesn't affect you seeing a black man die by the police. It doesn't, doesn't impact you. It doesn't impact your bottom line. Uh, people are coming, you know, buying lighting, installing lighting. Things are going on as usual. But to me, it had a deep and profound impact in that people were ignoring that and not even addressing that was hurtful for me, was hard, was hard for me. Now, sure, manufacturers, various organizations put out statements and those statements may have been, you know, nice to have, or, or this is what we, we, we want to believe in. And it may have been the flavor of the month, but collectively it showed that there was a, an awareness that the current status quo is not, not good enough, that we need to change that. And that's where a lot of the diversity conversation is coming out of, is that we cannot just stand by, even though society wants things to be status quo, we need to move forward and we need to embrace more people of different perspectives, different backgrounds, of different cultures. We need to bring them into the fold within our industry, which has been, and it's not just lighting, it's architecture, it's the whole um, architecture, uh, engineering, construction industry is really needs to embrace more diverse perspectives and people within that. And to be a part of that, to take a part of the economy of that. And that's what's missing. Uh, I can say, and even in the I, Boston I think, area, I think, a lot I of contracts are given out. They're not given out to people. Edward, Edward, let me call, let me, These let me are call. millions of dollars of contracts. Go ahead, man. Yeah. No, but I, I, you know, I, I think that you said a lot there, but, you know, to to really understand it. So you said education and this sort of thing. What do you think that the lighting industry can actually do? Not about like making statements because a statement is a statement and then people go. A statement and do, means do, something do. though, Michael. A statement hang on, means hang on one lot. second. Hang on one second. Hang on. I'm asking you something. Mm -hmm. What do you think that the lighting industry can actually do other than making statements? What should they do? Well, I, I I'm actually, working with various, I'm working with the IES. Um, we're trying to, uh, I think the lighting industry can invest greater in, in historically black universities and colleges and their engineering programs to expose them to lighting, to bring in more uh, qualified engineers and train them about lighting, setting up um, programs at some of these historically black colleges and universities, investing in that. So priming the, the pipeline, that's an important aspect. But other aspects are there actually are uh, a black and brown and people of color and, and LGBTQ. There are people already in our industry. We need to give them a, a greater voice. We need to make sure that they're being heard and they're being nurtured and mentored in some cases, but also uh, given opportunities to rise up within those organizations so that, um, yeah, that they're, they're somehow they're adding to the, to, the, to the power structures within these organizations because being at the table makes a huge difference. And so yeah, for sure. those are let some me, of the let things. Me, let me ask you something. So I, yeah. I would say that I, I think you've missed the biggest part. Okay, what is it, Michael? Uh, so when, when, I, in, when I, uh, I was running various programs, I had to have a lot of electricians working for me at one point, many. Mm -hmm. And well, for me, it was a lot. So I had to go from like having five guys in my electrical team, to having 20 within about six months to a year and train them and everything like that. 
And what happened was uh, there, Toronto didn't have enough electricians. There wasn't like there wasn't enough people who were electricians in Toronto to fill those jobs. Mm -hmm. There was a shortage of trades. And <clears throat> the government came up with a program that allowed me to hire new people from the community that that were immigrants, Canada, so from all around the world, uh, Africa, Pakistan, India, the Philippines, like all around the world, okay, mm -hmm. that had foreign qualifications. And as a contractor, I could hire them and the government would give a certain amount of money um, as a, if the person was able to achieve their Canadian qualifications. And so they could be an electrician in Canada in very quickly within one or two years rather than five years. And this allowed a lot of people of, of color and minorities to gain um, Canadian qualifications. Five of those guys that I hired um, now own their own companies. And so that was a targeted program. So what it said was, this is actually a unique problem we have. We don't have enough of this in this area. Mm -hmm. How can, mm -hmm. and, and you know, a lot of people had an uproar because the, the program was targeted at new Canadians. And there was people that were saying, mm -hmm. what about real, what about born Canadians? They don't get any piece of the action. But the fact is that, mm -hmm. Canada is better. We targeted a program. It worked great. And it allowed people to come into the Canadian electrical contracting, um, the Toronto electrical contracting community. Okay. And then now those guys are great member, tax paying, wonderful employers in the in, in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, one of the guys is bigger than my company now, actually. So, um, you know, so I would say, like, what can we do? Like, you know, right. so other than make statements, how, how do you change yeah. that? How yeah. do you make it happen? So, Michael, you just outlined a government program, a targeted government program. Hmm. Those, are, those are very difficult to do um, within uh, America. Um, there's a lot of pushback on that. And you mentioned some of that. You mentioned how, oh, if we have changed, something else will happen. If you change one thing later on, implications later on will be negative. I don't know what you meant by that. But what could be some of the negative implications of something like that, your positive program? What could have happened? What Or what is happening that's negative? So, he, he, yeah, well, that's an interesting question. So um, I know that in the U.S., for example, having a woman-owned business gets you certain advantages, right? Very small, but yeah, like 5% acts, you know. I don't know. 5%. I just... That means 95 is not as men, but 5% may be targeted or earmarked for women or minorities. Mm -hmm. No, but like having a, a majority owned women business is like an advantage mm -hmm. for bidding certain contracts, right? Again, it's only five, like it's, it's a small advantage, but it's a targeted advantage. Correct. That's a very targeted thing. Yeah. Right. So now I know a lot of people in the United States who mm -hmm. own businesses that have a female partner of some kind as a, you know, uh, a structural thing rather than an actual thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, people take advantage of these things. Mm -hmm. People absolutely do. And, and, and it's hard to enforce those type of pro, um, programs. It's really difficult. Right now, I'm being considered as a minority business enterprise in Massachusetts. I know I'm black. They need sure. to validate that I'm black, <laughs> yeah. things like that. But whatever it takes, you know, I, I look forward to that opportunity and, um, and you know, 
That's what they have to do to certify that, to enforce those type of things. You're right, sure. but people take advantage. There are people who have 51%, you know, ownership and they do literal, literally nothing, or, nothing. you know, and, and, but it allows them, the, the, typically the white male counterpart to take advantage and, and get more projects, correct? So well, right. no, no, People but it's a it's a system things. distortion. It's not it's not that it's not that it's not but those that those are exceptions. No, those but it's not that. Exceptions. No, I wouldn't say it's exception. That's not a conniving thing. I don't think people are conniving that. I don't think that people that do oh, I that. I think so. I think people are definitely taking advantage of that. I no, think people a, are positioning themselves. Yeah, it tech. It's a technicality, right? So what what happens is if you can legitimately make the case based on these rules that people have set out. Right. The first thing you do when you see a set of rules is read them to your advantage. That's what everybody does. Well, Greg, if we're if we're all on the same page as far as diversity being positive, and then we read that to our advantage, then we would promote diversity. How do we, we do say, that? Okay, what I'm well, saying to you is, how do we make we it happen? Promote. How do we make it happen? Like that's where well, that's where like that's where I'm interested. That's what I'm interested in. Is like, what are you going to do? You have access, you and Greg have access to spaces and rooms and conversations that I simply would never have access to. People will let down their guard with you and they'll tell you, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're taking advantage of this rule, right? Right, Greg? And they'll tell yeah. you that. Or they'll say, you know, I'm not going to give this guy a, a break. I'm going to utilize him. But I'm, and they'll tell you those little things. That's where we need brave, courageous people like yourselves to step up and say, no, you know what? That's kind of that's kind of skanky. That's kind of wrong. You should not be doing that. You should actually give these people a chance. And if that person's not qualified, then you bring somebody on who is qualified as a partner, and you actually work with them. Because I know some people who could hook you up, who could actually make your business better. So if you're just bringing this person on just to take advantage of a rule, you know, then but, that, then, but, uh, but yeah, that's I cannot a, support it. But 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 it requires it requires folks who are in privileged positions to step up. Folks who have privileged those conversations. Well, here, you're, you're here. You're up. here. And that's not me. No, I'm not. Oh, no, in, hang on, I'm, hang on, hang on. Nice hang on, broadcast. hang on. We have a, this we is have, nice, Michael. We have, you we have a, hang have, on one second. Are in the room. Hang on one second. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, the, he, the, here's the platform, brother. <laughs> you're with us right now. You know what? This is a great pro platform. And, and I, and I applaud you guys for stepping up and, and embracing diversity. And that's great. Uh, but I'm saying outside of this platform, in those private times, those private conversations, when you guys are walk, talking to those folks who you know are wrong, who you know are saying things that are are disparaging and but I don't women, know for sure minorities in no, LGBTQ, listen. you are in those rooms, and that's where we need brave people to step up, just like those folks who stepped up and marched in June to continue that that movement, so that people will call people out. And say no, no, that's wrong. You should. Edward, not be here's doing what this. I'm telling you. Here's and what I'm telling you, Edward. Edward, listen to me for a second. Listen, yeah, I don't hear I'm those conversations. What you're talking about, okay. that mm -hmm. what 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 people are saying that. Um, mm -hmm. Listen, I'm a lighting distributor. Okay, here's what happened in the last four years. Okay, I'm going to put it here for you. Greg and I went from being small time regional players in the lighting business. We started a podcast. And we took the elevator to the top floor of the lighting industry. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what happened. And I, I don't mean to be like, say that I'm very blessed that that happened. Mm -hmm. And I, I thank all the people that have made introductions for me and all that sort of stuff along the way. But what I'm telling you is that largely from what I've seen in the lighting business, I don't see anybody 
I don't know anybody that I would consider a racist, that I would consider anti-anything. I, th I would say that uh, most of the people I've seen uh, would embrace a good program to help people out and a targeted program at, that are at the top mm -hmm. areas of the lighting mm -hmm. business. I don't mm -hmm. see that. Now, could we make could we change things and make things well, better and promote people? You did people? you did say I that you said that. people were taking advantage of women owned businesses. You no, but that's a, that. That, thought, yes, that's a that's common. Yeah. That that's a that's because that's a technicality. Well, it's a, that it's again, a, it also speaks to people. Um, those are people who you know, and those are people who we can we can call out. We could say, you know, your company the way it's structured. Them. Well, whatever you need to do to, 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 to address those issues. If you see someone gaming a system, then what do you do? What do you do, Michael? What is Greg? What I'll tell you, you nobody's going to do anything. Everybody's going to be afraid. So if you, if you were to say, oh, set up a program, okay. like what I said is you make a change. You know, right. they, they, people tried to make a change, and I see a lot of gaming of that change. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's what, I, that's mm -hmm. what my, my position is. I look at it. Okay. But they're passing the technical well, see, that's a, test. That's a pessimistic view. What if people don't game to change? What if people actually do the right thing and actually embrace diversity? Just like your program, the program you spoke about in Toronto. That's a good that's point. That's the opportunity. That's, that's what could happen. That's, that's the point. future that we really want to point to. And that's what my statement was about. That we can make that happen. We can bring prosperity to everyone in that way. We would, we would love to help you with happen. that. We would love to help you with that. No, actually, I'd love to have you be a part of that, yeah. Well, we would love to help you. I mean, anything that we can do, um, yeah. To help. And then just to, to jump in. Sorry, Greg. Here, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been. I've been I miss hearing you, Greg. Quiet this whole time, but yeah, I'm. I'm here. Um, you were yeah, quiet what, on the previous what, one too. <laughs> well, yeah, because here's what it comes down to for me is like, you know, we can talk about all this stuff, and you can do this, and I think what what I understood out of Michael's comment about the statement and platitude and all that is that you, some people just do that and they don't do anything else. We agree. I, I don't care. I don't like that either. I, you know, if you're just going to talk about it, what good is it? We need action. And that's what we're about. Mm -hmm. What Michael and I are about. We want to, we'll act with you. We don't want to talk about it or say it. We want to act. And that's what has got to happen to make it happen. And I don't, so, you know, I don't think from okay. our side. Yeah. Yeah. That we, that we look at anybody differently. We're business people. Who's going to help our mm -hmm. business. We don't care who helps. <laughs> if you help our business, you help our business. And that's what it's all, all comes down to. And, I want to say a lot of people are like that. I can't speak for the whole lighting industry, but that's why I think we're saying, is there really, is, is it a major problem? It sounds like it is something we need to address, but what it's, can it's, we do? What can we yeah. Act on? yeah, it's it's a structural problem. And it's not something, and I agree with you, you know, you won't find people racist where they'll say, oh, I hate this person. It's just one of those things where opportunities are simply not there for folks of color. And it's a structural problem. So you look around, and you don't see many people of color in the room. You're like, wow, well, how did that happen? What do we need to do better to bring more voices, more people, more perspectives to this room? And that's where, um, and I'm not saying I have the answers at all. We're looking for, we're open to any type of answers. And having your platform like this is truly a, a welcome, um, a, a welcome opportunity for us to, to put that out there. And, and there are more voices than, than mine, trust me. And, Mm -hmm. um, it gets to be, um, it gets to be challenging to be the only voice out there. But if it's on me to speak about that, and you know, I was I was glad to give my opinion on that one thing about the predictions for 2021. Um, we need more more folks to step up because 
you know, I'm, I'm getting old in the industry. I've been doing this for 30 years and I want to see younger folks come up and be doing even better than I am. So I want to make those opportunities available to them and have none of, this, none of the challenges that I had within the industry and having my career path going such a circuitous route. I want them to have direct access to, to opportunities to, to do great things in this industry. So I, I welcome I welcome your, your help and your support in doing that on this platform. And truly, I could invite other folks who, who can also voice these type of concerns and may have some solutions as well. So, so I say thank you. And one thing I like to mention is that, you know, you mentioned those platitudes and those companies that put out those platitudes and you hear nothing from them. Bring them on the show. Call them out. So how are you enabling that, that nice statement that you put out? What are you doing? See what they have exactly. to say. That's what we want to know. Yeah. You and know that what? That's words to action. So yeah. because we did this show, because we did this show, I'm going to do that, actually. I love that. I love it. Great. I'm going to do that, awesome. actually. Uh -huh. um, because, you know, I, I, don't like, uh, I don't like it when people are full of shit, actually. <laughs> Same here. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not like in any area of the world, yeah. whatever it is. I don't have time you know, for it. You want to make a statement? It. Yeah. Greg, yeah. come on, Greg, Eric. <laughs> you don't roll like that, brother. This is the Get a Grip, also, on, Light, Get a Grip on Lighting right. podcast, Edward Bartholomew. <laughs> be, be encouraging, too, that, that um, maybe show, you know, say, well, here's what other companies are doing. Have you considered this? Uh, have you considered about diversifying your, your board? Have you considered all these different methods that, that there are avenues for doing this type of thing? And so give them a, a way to contribute and, and show them a way. So. That's all. Should we have him on again? Because that's a good place to hold it right there, brother. Yeah, we're going to have to because we have all we have your whole career to get into. You're going to be yeah. a, a second guest. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was all geared up for. I'll hold this for the next well, one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know we would jump right into this. So um, We don't so know either. Thank you, guys. We just go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just roll it. That's how we do it, brother. Okay, so we'll call it at that. Hey, folks, you made it to the end. Thanks for listening. Edward, say bye to everybody. Greg. Check out. Woo. See you Bye, guys Greg. Bye, Michael. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Thank you so much. Thank you. You got to go to satco.com. That's right. Starfish, Greggy. Starfish, satco.com. You know what, what's fun about the Starfish, in, in addition to everything that it does, it's named for somebody pretty important Ooh. at Satco, Herb Gilton, the founder. There's actually a documentary called The Starfish by his grandson that is awesome. We had a whole podcast on that. Mm-hmm. You should check that out too. Ooh, but yes. check out this product as well. Check everything out, man. This product is awesome. Color changing, tunable, Wi-Fi enabled, live life enabled with a Satco Starfish system. Do it. Do it now. Go to satco.com. That's S-A-T-C-O.com. That's the we do the light thing. We do the right thing, people. And they do. I can tell you for sure because I know them. And, of course, the National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors. That's NAILD.org. That's NAILD.org. Uh, if, if you're a lighting distributor you're not in NAILD, your only reason you're open is because of us. Right, Greg? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you have NAILD to blame for that. We, we lobbied the government. That's the number one benefit of in 2020 and 2021 is that lighting distributors are essential. Um, what's going on there, Scott? Oh, yeah, sorry. Just a problem with the control booth there for a second. But, um, folks, thank you for listening. Edward Bartholomew. Hey, man, that was a hell of a podcast. 
That was awesome. And like we said, how we ended it, we got to do it again because we got to get into his whole career, which is a long one, an interesting one from what I could read. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, you know what? I actually have, you know, it's interesting that uh, I just had a really good idea. Edward, we'll talk about it next time we talk. Bye for now, folks. Love you guys. Written on the rectory wall There's a sign there for all You are lost, Lord is there to find you